Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's always a whole lot going on. Oh, government shutdown. Oh, There's geez. panic in D.C. Yeah. and all over news. You know, how many times in our lifetimes, I, I, all of us collectively, how many times has the government going to shut down, have we heard, and that the death and destruction will follow? We hear it all the I mean, time. We hear it all the time. Yeah. Every, I mean, at least 30 times in my life, the end of the world was near. But you the go government out. was shutting down. You go out and you just talk to people right. every day? Yeah. I rarely hear, oh, my goodness, the government's going to shut down. Right, because they just don't hear it. Right. Well, I, I think also the culture has changed in many places because ever since the pandemic, you know, there are a lot of people out there who had the government tell them that their job was not essential. <laughs> this is true. Even though they don't work for the government. Right. Yep. But the government said your job is not essential and therefore you don't have it anymore. And Again. so I'm sorry, you know, if you're a TSA worker or whoever, and, and you might get furloughed here in the near future, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to muster sympathy this time around. It is. I agree. And, and that's not because people don't have sympathy for individuals. It's the bigger picture. Right. And here we go again. Mm-hmm. And who is it? The transportation secretary is out there saying yeah. Republicans just creating a problem? Yeah, Pete Buttigieg says the potential government shutdown coming up. Well, it's the fault of these mean old Republicans, and and they do this all the time, you see. Okay. We see a repeated pattern here, which is creating a problem or contributing to a problem, and then trying to score points off of that same problem. We see it at the border. We see it with transportation. Some of these same Republican congressmen okay. who lined up to try to make a partisan issue out of the flight disruptions that were happening last year because of COVID, now they're here threatening right. to get in the way of air traffic controllers getting paid. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the flight disruptions last year were not because of COVID. It was no. because of computer glitches. See, that's what I, when I heard him say that, I, I cocked my head like the RCA dog, like what? And, and, then, <laughs> and then also, how did Republicans cause the problem at the border? Yeah. Well, if you're to believe the Democrats, and I suppose some dopes out there do, well, they've been kicking this can down the road for years. They won't speak seriously about immigration reform. They go back to this talking point. I think most people in America have moved past that and understand what's really going well, on. I would think so. Yeah, finally. Yeah. You know. And I mean, dude, the likes of Chip Roy and the Republicans that are standing in the way of this right now are saying, listen, we do this all the time. We have to secure the border. You Democrats are saying, well, we, part of what we got to pass here is all this money for Ukraine. And the Republicans are saying, hold on a second. We're not doing anything until you people, you Democrats, actually say we're going to do something about the border. People keep coming through. You have to secure the border. And they refuse to do it. Legacy media is not going to say that. They're not going to tell people the truth. I do have to say in Buttigieg's edge, edge, defense that the train carrying all the illegals got here safely. 
<laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'll play you one little clip of Chip Roy. He was talking with who Jesse Kelly last night. He predicted all the ways the media would portray this, by the way. Um, but in the end, he actually said he would be willing to compromise on some things, but not everything. But here's part of the clip. We're pissing around in this town, worrying about things like legislating on appropriations and bullcrap that nobody understands. When we need to just stand up in the breach, stop spending money we don't have to fund a government that's at war with the American people. That is, in my opinion, what we need to do. Look, I will figure out how to compromise. I'll take an exit ramp to get the job done. But damn it, we got to actually be serious about it. And I don't want to hear any more finger pointing by the Speaker of the House or by, frankly, any of my colleagues on the left, right, or middle. Let's do our job. Stop funding a government at war with the American people. Secure the damn border now. There you go. Well, is that voice going to get out to the American people through legacy media? Of course no. not. No, he's just a mean old Republican. Exactly. And on we go. Well, and we'll get to it later. You also have, and Donald Trump's not helping. He's telling these hardline Republicans to shut down the government. Yeah. <laughs> orange man bad still. So, yeah, okay, we got that going on. What else, David? Uh, well, what else do we have? Oh, House Republicans say they've got another piece of evidence against Hunter Biden and Joe. Oh, yeah. Which is that in 2019, Hunter Biden got uh, about a quarter of a million dollars from a Chinese business partner, and the address listed on the wire transfer was Joe's house. Now, no. the question no. is... There's no proof! Why, you have no proof! Why was why was Joe's house the reference point? And, I mean, you've had different people from the White House saying, oh, well, he, you know, Hunter was living there. Not according to court documents. According to Hunter Biden's own lawyers, he was living in Malibu at the time <laughs> in 2019. Yes. That was his primary residence, at least. So That's then right. why is it, were, was it tax evasion? Were you trying to make sure that the state of California didn't get its hands on a bit of your money from China? Or, or is it something worse? You know, these, these are reasonable questions to Dude, ask. Again, you would have to suspend yourself from reality to think that every other Biden member got paid millions of dollars, yeah. but not Joe. Yeah. Give me a break. And, and this is while Joe is running for president. Yeah. And so in 2020, also during a presidential debate, Joe flatly denied that Hunter had gotten any money from from China. <laughs> My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Unreal. Oh, that's well, a lie. It's an absolute lie. The check was stacked on the kitchen table under the AARP magazine right. and Field and Stream, and nobody really saw it. So technically, he never really got paid. Yeah. Okay. Anybody that's paid attention at all knows that's just full of crap, man. And it's interesting just watching this play out. And I'm not saying that any individual is guilty of anything, but when you watch how this chess game is played as far as politically, and with Menendez and, you know, all of the corruption, right? Where's Mitch McConnell on that? Mm -hmm. Seems like at times like these, he's a little quiet or going after Joe Biden about this corruption and yeah. getting money from China. Well, mm. well, you know, there's been a lot of concern about his sort of blank moments where he blanks out for a little while. 
Yeah. They say, well, these things last for about 30 to 45 seconds. Actually, it's the other way around. When he has one of these, like, brain lightning storms, those are the only times he actually speaks now. <laughs> His voice is deeper, though. Right. Oh, man. That's interesting. Um, some of the other stuff, you know, it, and we've talked about this before. We'll keep an eye on legacy media to see what they're covering. Um, well, as far as Joe Biden joining the picket line yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there was an intro into that with Good Morning America, and our friends in Vegas are aware of this. Uh, I'll just roll it for you. Strike on the strip. 60,000 Vegas workers taking a step towards a walkout as President Biden joins striking auto workers on the picket line and new details on the right deal in Hollywood. Who wrote that headline, Strike on the Strip? All right. Who did that? I want to know we've, who did that. We've been kicking around this theory for a long time that the people at Good Morning America, the writers and producers, go out of their way to give Michael Strahan the script and tease and headline with the most amount of S's because he's got that little lisp. So now I can't unhear it. Whenever I hear it, I have to record it and bring it to you. So it's strike on the strip. Strike on the strip. 60,000 Vegas workers taking a step towards a walkout. (laughs) They do it on purpose, man. And they threw step in there, too. Of course they did. That's just... See... I, I got rough. I need I need to see those people in my office now. <laughs> he will stop doing this. So who was it yesterday? You were reading it. At, uh, it was we were off the air, but you saw somebody talking about how powerful it was to see Biden along with the striker. Oh god. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh Chris Hayes. Oh, oh no. yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Of course it is. <laughs> he looked. Uh, that's the guy who looks like the love child between a garden gnome and Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, um, yeah. On MSNBC, this little weenie. He uh, he he said something like, uh, "I like he was in awe of Joe Biden going and uh, standing on the picket line. No other president could pull something like this <laughs> off." Blah blah. Union Joe. Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, he was there like, for twelve minutes. Yeah, he's there for 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Said, see you later, bye. Bitching about the millionaires and billionaires. Gets on a plane, goes to a fundraiser with a millionaire and billionaire. Yeah. Right after that. Yeah, big fundraiser. Yeah. This guy. They don't even care anymore. No, I know. They don't care. I agree with you 100% on that. They just don't care. He's there for 12 minutes. He shows up, picture, picture, mumble, mumble, back on the plane, (laughs) you're gone. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> so simple, but the way you say mumble, mumble, and go. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, we got to get to this story, too. There is a family suing Jack in the Box, David, yeah, from because, your hometown? Yeah, in Houston, because a, a drive through worker at Jack in the Box shot at them. Now, the shooting, the shooting actually happened in 2021. They okay. wanted to exchange regular fries for curly fries. They wanted the curly fries. Things okay. got heated in the drive through window. Uh, he threw the driver, who's there with like his six-year-old child and his wife. The driver throws ketchup packets at her through the window. She picks them up and throws them back, and then, well, she grabs her piece out of her waistband, and then fired off a shot as the no! dude drove away. <laughs> like she leans out of the drive-through window with the gun pointed at him, and then fires fires a shot at him. As he drives away. Holy smokes. Now, the employee was fired and wound up, this is, the mo- to me, the most incredible part. 
wound up getting probation for it. She had a previous criminal conviction for making terroristic threats, and she had a handgun and shot it at somebody at a jack-in-the-box drive-thru, and then in the name of equity or whatever, she gets probation for that? That's incredible. Right. I'm thinking about people I know that have actually done time for three months for different things. She fired a gun because of her leaving jack-in-the-box. Yeah. Holy crap, where yeah. are we? Probation. That's fine. Whatever. Just don't do wow. it again, pal. Uh, now, the family is suing because she had that previous violent conviction on her record. Uh, here's the lawyer and the couple that's suing at a press conference yesterday in Houston. Okay. This was a dispute over curly fries. It was a very scary moment. Somebody could have gotten hurt. We could have lost anybody's life over some curly fries. The moment I was able to drive off right over here is when it kind of fluttered me. You know, I got nervous. But the lawsuit cites a previous conviction Callanan believes Jack in the Box should have caught. Unless they are actually okay with hiring people who plead guilty to terroristic threat to have them interact with customers. Eh, hard to find good people these days. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. Well, it's a hard hire. Yeah, that, that part, I don't know, man. It's like if you've done your time and whatnot, uh, I don't know how you prevent somebody from working at a fast food joint. I, I don't know about that. However, yeah. you should go to jail if you've got a previous conviction on your record and then you shoot at somebody well, yes. in the jack-in-the-box drive-thru. drive-thru. Yes. Man, oh, man. Did you like those curly fries with lead? <laughs> you got to rebrand, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Glock in the box. <laughs> oh, did you hear what happened in Philly last night with the oh, fashion grabs? This God. is crazy. We'll yeah. get to that much more coming up. The Mark Big Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Jet Axer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Did you guys see what happened in Philadelphia last night? Oh, my God. I'm sick to my stomach watching this and angry I at mean, the same time. I mean, another grab. All these teams. This is ridiculous. Windows, the Apple Store. You know what? I could tell you the story. I think it'd be better off if we go to NBC News. Miguel Armageddon oh, can tell a story oh, unlike yeah. any other, in my oh, opinion. Okay. All right. Um, and he'll let you know what happened. Overnight, Philadelphia police responding to a chaotic scene. Large crowds of young people looting stores and damaging property. Authorities say they hit multiple locations, including a Lululemon, Foot Locker, and Apple Store. Police making okay, more time than- out. I got I just called time out to find out why no. Van Camp is laughing hysterically. If they're hitting a Lululemon, lemon, whatever the heck that is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I always forget how to say it. Lululemon. That, that that means that something is going to get done now because now now you're now you're hurting liberal white women. And better believe that. So something's going to get done. Better believe it. Police making more than 20 arrests, but dozens likely got away. These kinds of smash-and-grab crimes have become all too common, forcing a growing number of retailers to try to combat the thefts. This morning, one of them, Target, is taking drastic action to reduce retail crime. That's racist. The company announcing it'll shut down nine stores by the end of October, three in both San Francisco and Portland, two in Seattle, and one in New York City. Okay, so media is coming to grips with this is a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, it's taken a while. Mm-hmm. This stuff has started in the summer of 2020, and it's sort of like in waves, but it's never really stopped. Uh, no. Dude, this one was, uh, you saw the video. I mean, it was people walking out 
I'm just walking out with their hands full of stuff. Nothing's happening. Nothing. Did you see the pain in their eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Like AOC, they were just getting it just for bread to feed their family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. their Apple Watches, of course. Oh, it's insane. It it was outrageous. And they said there was like a hundred hundred of these kids and like oh, yeah. outnumbering the cops, you know. Well, it started in one spot, but once it went online and yeah. people were posting, they realized the cops were outnumbered and then they started hitting other places. Look, man, when consequences are eliminated, this is what happens. Yes. It's exactly what happens. So then Miguel starts talking about Target closing. Videos from inside Target stores went viral, showing everyday items locked behind security glass, frustrating shoppers. Since when did my local Target start locking everything up? Yeah, it was weird when you'd see those videos like, man, everything's locked up. Yeah. Yeah. And some people were confused. Why are they doing this? Because people keep stealing. And nothing's ever done. Those lock cases, just one of the ways the retailer says it tried to deal with shoplifting, saying despite our efforts, we continue to face fundamental challenges to operating these stores. Like the police are not doing anything. Right. It's insane. Yeah. Yes, there's part of this that's hilarious to me. It's coming. Target is not alone. In 2021, Walgreens closed five locations in San Francisco over shoplifting fears. Fears? Fears? No, it was Wasn't, reality. It was reality, bro. Yeah. But anyway, he goes on. I'll get to the to the meat of this near the end. Lifters have become more aggressive, and 28% say they had to close some locations due to crime. Crime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talking about the Retail Federation and all these places that are closing. Now, Miguel couldn't help it. He ends the story with, it might be a pun. Really? Might be. Well, yes, because we were talking about Target. Now, as another major retailer shuts down stores, retail crime threatens to knock the industry off Target. <laughs> Remember when he was, like, shunned and let go for weeks? It's time for a repeat, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, news update. You got to hear it straight up. Good morning, Steve Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, Steve Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so there's this big fear of the government shutdown as far as media goes. Most Americans don't want to see anybody losing their job or not getting paid for no. an amount of time. But as far as the politicians involved, most people are sick and tired of this whole charade. We'll get to more of that later. David, John Fetterman. Back in the news? When yeah. he's well, in the news, as we always say, it's usually not good. <laughs> no, well, he he was uh, the first Democrat senator to uh, call for Bob Menendez to resign. Menendez, of course, has been indicted on bribery charges because apparently after his previous bribery charges were dropped, that same year he decided to go into business with some Egyptian businessmen. Hasn't this guy ever watched Goodfellas? N- yeah, you lay don't. Low. You lay low yeah. for a little while. Don't you got be, to. Don't be. Don't be showing up in a fur coat with your gold no. watch and all that. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Someone needs to smack him around a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, well, Fetterman was on MSNBC last night to talk about why he called on uh, him to resign. <laughs> Okay. okay. Uh, honestly, I I was uh, actually surprised that I was the first one. I mean, it's so black and white. I mean, it's so clear. The last times there's ever been a man with so much cash in their home in New Jersey was uh, Tony Soprano. You know, I, <laughs> obviously. I'm speak- okay. Through the first part of that, I'm like, okay, it seems like maybe this dude's getting a little bit better. Nah. 
But then he sets up the line. You can't wait that long. No. He and then t- forgot the name. Yeah, I thought maybe this whole thing was written out for him. I thought he was going to say Donald Trump. I want, Yeah, you called it. I absolutely did, yeah. Okay, before I get to the rest of the clip, remind me, David. Does he also have a problem reading? No, no. The, After the stroke? The biggest thing is uh, he can he can speak when he's reading something, and there he was reading something, but then still booted the line. Got it. It's when he tries to go off the cuff. Like, you know how... Sometimes you'll be reading something and then you look up to try to make eye contact with an audience member yes. or something. He can't do that. And I think Got that's it. what you just saw there with the Tony Soprano line is that he took his eye off the page for a minute, looked at the camera and then said, uh, 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 don't say Tony Stark. Don't say Tony Stark. You know, Right. Tony Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Uh, obviously, I don't speak for anyone else in, in the Senate or myself, but what I can say is is that, you know, he has to go. And New Jersey is a safe blue seat, and they have a governor ready to, uh, to appoint somebody that's ready to step in and make the kind of votes that it needs to, to do. He doesn't speak for himself. Doesn't speak for himself. That's what he says. And he also gave away the whole game. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Everybody that, knows this guy's corrupt, but this gives us a chance to say, see, no one is above the law. We right. hold everyone accountable. Like, you know you know that his minders were like, oh, dude, you're not supposed to say that part. Exactly. Right. This is about holding people accountable because no one's above the law. Come on, man. <laughs> and we need somebody from we need somebody from the blue state who's who thinks like we do, who will vote like we do. Yes. So that, I mean, have to mention that one too. Okay. So any thought that he might be getting better, we really won't know until he's just asked a question and doesn't have something to read off of. Right. Because the last time I remember that happening, it was about the whole 95 issue, if you remember. Uh, No, I I, I, uh, would would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously, that you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with with 95, and I I certainly am too. And we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for for Pennsylvania, but for the east the east coast. Eatery, yeah. There's what a, a lot know. of restaurants along there. You know what he meant. Yeah. Give him a break. I do. Meanie. Yeah, I know. Okay. The the part that I think we brought up before just for clarification, is that I think everyone had sympathy for John Fetterman going through a stroke and everything else. Mm-hmm. Sure, Most people don't think he can do the job. And he also, instead of becoming this sympathetic character, when he starts lashing out and trying to one-line people, then he becomes like the mean person that you can no longer well, have sympathy for. it's the way for. he does it, too. Yes. He's leg humping and mother nonce, whatever else he said. And yes. I think that's his wife writing that stuff, by the way. It could be. I think it's her. It reminds me of like a mentally challenged person that then beats somebody up that's innocent. You can have sympathy, but then you see them like, beat hey, up somebody man, else, yeah. and you're like, the sympathy's gone. Mm, knock yeah. it off, right? That person deserves a beating Mean themselves. is mean, man. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We got to move on. It's that time of the show. Where it may not be the biggest story out there, but it certainly caught your attention for whatever reason. So today, David... What is your story? Oh, man, I I just saw this. The Washington Post. I mean, they're going to have to use a few extra editions of their paper to sop up all the urine left on the reporting room floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wrote about guns in Texas. 
What? And this is one of the funniest things I've read all week. Okay. <laughs> to live in Texas, they write, is to live surrounded by guns. Each morning, people strap guns inside suits, boots, bras, and belly band holsters that render them invisible. They stash firearms in purses and toolboxes and even take guns to protest at the state capitol. They write like Dr. Seuss. Neighbors tuck guns into bedside tables, cars, and trucks. They take guns fishing to church, to the park, to the pool, and the gym. The convention center even hosts gun shows where shoppers peruse AR-15s and high-capacity magazines outlawed in other states. <laughs> yeah, because Texas is badass, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Texans have purchased about 5.8 million firearms since 2020, more than any other state. There you go. According to a Washington Post estimate based on the federal background checks, Last year, the rate at which Texans purchased guns was nearly double that of California. Yeah, because there aren't many communists in Texas. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Experts said it's difficult to estimate how many guns there are overall in Texas. While a majority of Americans favor stricter gun laws and say it's too easy to obtain a gun, many Texans see guns as a solution to the problem, not the problem itself. They take do solace. they do any research at all about shootings? And when you have more of a population that has concealed carry or open carry, what happens? Do they ever do any research on that? Or no. is it just gun scary? <sighs> well, what they, what they do is they wind up cherry picking the data as much as possible to try to say, see, more guns, more death, and blah, blah, blah. They, they try to do that never really tell anybody that uh, many of the perpetrators obtained their firearms illegally um, or were not otherwise legally allowed to carry a firearm. Um, and again, most people who carry, it's, I don't, well, let me, let me just put it this way. The, the reason I carry isn't because of any sort of societal good. It's for personal protection. Sure. You know, I'm not a police officer. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm somebody who doesn't want to be caught uh, you know, without a fighting chance against somebody who may try to do me harm. That's really it. It's any of my buddies that carry. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's what it is. Um, and they, they go on to say uh, they take solace in knowing that they're armed and that someone else around them probably is too. <sighs> it's terrible. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Just for a second. Let's say you're in church on a Sunday morning. Okay, and you're carrying, or you know of at least five other people in that church that are carrying. Do you feel better about that or worse? Oh, I feel in better. In case someone opens fire, if there is a mass shooting that happens unfold, God forbid, do you feel better that there are people there that are responsible with guns, or would you rather it be like, I just don't want any in there? Yeah. No, I, no. Yeah, I, I feel better. Of course. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, these people, man, they don't understand. Mm -mm. You know, this whole thing about Texas, how about this? Go to Chicago. Go to the south side if you want to do your research for your story and talk about guns and how many people have guns and just flash them at any given time. Now, the difference is they have them illegally most often. Yeah. 
They don't seem to be freaked out about that, but that's where all the death happens. Yeah. And in those situations. The the weird part to me is when they always talk about new gun restrictions, magazine capacity limits, etc. I mean, there was a time not that long ago where you could order a rifle out of a catalog and it would be delivered to you. I mean, the the current process of buying a gun is relatively new in this country. And so it's not just gun ownership rates that have contributed to uh, crime and, and shooting deaths. It's There's a, a deeper societal issue here. Do they talk at all about the demographics of who's bought more guns in the last three years? three years than anybody else oh like for legally yeah for like a legal ob- obtaining of the firearms for self-defense yeah it's, it's tends to be younger black women yeah that's been like the biggest demographic shift followed by asian americans so are they saying they don't want young black women or asian americans to be able to protect themselves oh that's exactly it without saying well i've seen these aren't serious people yeah I, i've seen articles like where they criticize texas's carry uh, or i'm sorry uh pistol purchase requirements because in certain circumstances if you're under the age of 21 you can purchase a, a pistol and the circumstances would be if you have an order of protection against somebody it is for people who are worried about an abusive boyfriend or spouse sure. And liberals think it's a bad thing for those women to be able to defend themselves. Again, man, I'm sorry to keep going on. we got to get to your story, Scott. But it is this world that these dopes want to live in, this utopia that doesn't exist. There are people that have to live in the real world, and they just can't seem to grasp that. It's like the, they live in this world they would like it to be instead of the world we currently live in. Well, yeah. They, again, they live in a vacuum. They live in this place yeah, like, where none of these things exist. Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, my story involves New York and, of course, uh, the migrant issue they're dealing with now. Fox News is reporting that uh, the big sanctuary city of New York City is booting people out of nursing homes and assisted living facilities to what? Make more migrant housing. The story focused on a 95-year-old Korean war vet who said he was given less than two months to figure out where he was going to live after the nursing home he resided in was sold to become a facility for undocumented migrants. Guy's name is Frank Tomorrow. He has no idea where he's going to go. Uh, he's reached out to some of the lawmakers. Some are sympathetic to his cause. Uh, but right now, of course, uh, the Department of Social Services uh, would not return any phone calls for the story. This guy's going to be out on the street unless he finds something. And if somebody said, hey, maybe it's time to uh, finally get pissed off enough to demand action on this. Hmm. We're in ruins. We're just freaking ruins. It's just. Okay, you know what, Here man? we go. Yeah. I think I'm just going to switch gears for what's my story and give you something. Uh, hopeful? Uh, to me, I think you're going to find it hopeful, Scott. All right. I'm ready. Um, And credit to my buddy, Ricky, who just sent me this story because I missed it. Um. You know, the Jets, they lost Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You know who has appealed to the Jets? I know this story. Yes. Your buddy. Freaking Cap. <laughs> He's doing, Kaepernick. But he wants to be on the practice squad, right? Just, uh, just a risk-free practice squad. Cha- I just look for a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. Because he's seen the offenses in the NFL, and he feels like he could run one like that in practice <laughs> and really, you know, help out the defense. This guy's a nut. And what if I mean, maybe then he goes on to say, well, I'm not saying I, you know, I, I'm, I might take somebody's job because I could be a number one. I could turn out I'm a number one again. All these 
liberal dopes that don't understand football or history at all, I guess, are like, see, just give Cap a chance, they won't do it. Right. Blackballed everything right. else. Again, man, it's probably worth playing Warren Sapp the last time he had a workout with a team and he talked about it. It was hilarious. The g- Dude, yeah. it's over. Get yeah, over I it. I heard it was a disaster. <laughs> I heard it was one of the worst workouts ever. I'm wondering how the hell this happened and the tape didn't get out, right? <laughs> I mean, somebody wasn't over the over the fence or nothing? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think teams teams that are not very good are like, man, th- maybe this would give us some positive pub, that sort of thing. No, he's bad. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Oh, man. But it's still out there. Okay. Uh, got an update on North Korea. That's all that means. And is there really going to be a government shutdown? All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The question really simply is this. Will Joe Biden choose to shut down the border or shut down the government? That ought to be the message of every Republican right now. Agree. Chip Roy, Republican from Texas. Yeah. That whole government shutdown, that's what it should come down to. You got it. You got to close the border. Not doing nothing until you close the freaking border. Right. It's a tragedy what's going on. Just because legacy media doesn't want to pay attention to it doesn't mean it's not death and destruction everywhere. Stop lying to us. Well, look at New York. Eric Adams is still out of his mind. Oh, I know. Did you see any of the images of some of the places where the illegal people are staying? Oh, dude. What a disaster. Yep. Goodness gracious. Meanwhile, North Korea in the news. Yeah, remember that um, the Army Private uh, Travis King who defected to North Korea? He had had, uh, done some jail time in South Korea because of an assault charge, and then he was being escorted back to the United States after being released from prison to face further disciplinary charges. Well, at the airport... Apparently, he wasn't. the The guards were not allowed to escort him all the way up to the gate, so he just wound up joining up with a tour group, and they yes. wind up at the DMZ, and there he runs across the border into North Korea. And the North Koreans were initially going to use him as a as a, a, a pretty great propaganda piece because they said that he defected because of racism in the United States and in the U.S. <laughs> Army and all of this. Well, now, uh. Yeah, North Korea has given him back. They don't want him. Yeah, they've kicked him out of the country. <laughs> we don't want you. We're not even going to use you. No. Wow. Why did they say? No. He got cut, he got cut out of the 40-prisoner roster. How'd <laughs> 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 you go? Get out of here. Man, not even good enough for all. No, all right. Rocket Man. Yeah. <laughs> Little Rocket Man, yeah. yeah. Rocket Man. Yeah, you don't hear about him too much. Then all of a sudden he'll yeah pop in, roll around every yeah. once in a while. Yes, and then yeah, no, yeah, we thought that was going to be a big story. Oh yeah, it's going to be like a hostage situation. Like the way he's not up to their standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The border crisis is not that big a deal, David, says no. who? Yeah, that socialist representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, she represents part of New York City. And a uh, lot of people in New York, including in her own district, are kind of worried about all the people that are now living on the streets of New York because of Biden's border crisis. Well, she says, hey, it's not that big of a deal and we just need to accept it. And she tried to give a history lesson. And boy, did this backfire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah. sitting here thinking about it. It's like billions of dollars. Yeah. They don't have basic services. No. The town's a disaster. Okay, and she says this? When it comes to people coming to New York City today are nothing, I'm telling you, nothing compared to the daily amounts of people that we saw coming in from through Ellis Island in the first half of this century. We're seeing, you know, more than 12 million immigrants that passed through Ellis Island between 1892 and 1954. And we had seen just huge numbers of people coming in per day that ha- that far eclipsed um, far eclipsed what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Okay. David, you go. So Ellis Island, that was a legal means of entering the country. Correct. There was an orderly process. There was yes. a questionnaire. There were questions that had yeah, to be asked. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of us have uh, family members in the past who had gone through Ellis Island. Correct. And, and they're self-supporting like, when you got here. Yeah, and there's a and there's a nice little pilgrimage that a lot of people have done to go see their family's name. Yes, there yes. as they went through Ellis Island, legally immigrating into the United States. The other thing is, though, and I know socialists aren't great at math. No, God, I knew you were going to say this one. Okay, but if you average it out, she mentions a 62-year span. Yes, that was the thing. Right. As she's saying it, you're like, there's a little bit of a difference here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That If you average it out over the course of 62 years, the millions that she talks about coming through, it averages out to about 193,000 people coming in through Ellis Island legally every year. Every year. In August of this year alone, more than 300,000 people came across the border. Just not a bright person. So that's... No. It doesn't make sense no matter which way you slice it. Choice goes for the big own, doesn't she? <laughs> like, I'm going to own these people. Listen to what I'm saying. What a dumb! When I heard that, I'm like, "How dumb are you? Well, it's like How some, dumb are you?" It's like someone who goes for a windmill dunk when you're playing badminton, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Doesn't she have a staff to say, "You know what? You might want to rethink that take." I thought the same thing. Like, I'm like, "Who would authorize this?" Well, you're talking millions in two and a half years. Yeah, sixty-two years. Oh my goodness! It was so like you know right. <laughs> God, don't you always come back to her with that? All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay. Listen. And she can go into the accent when she wants Just to. She's good at that. Brutal. It is pretty brutal. Um, meanwhile, one of the things that Republicans are saying right now with this whole budget fight, oh, possible government shutdown, yeah. she got to close the border. Yeah. You're not doing your job. Can we at least do, do your job first, secure the border before we go anywhere else? Yes. The media is not going to report, uh, report it that way. And I heard last night, it was an interview, Jesse, um, not Jesse Waters, um, Kelly? Jesse Kelly was doing James? with Chip Roy no. f- from Texas. 
And I, at the time, I was like, you know, he's absolutely right. This is, you know, what happens pretty much every time we talk about, you know, a government shutdown. And so this is what he said. Again, this was last night. You know, look, this is one of the things they pull out every single time that we have a shutdown fight. Every single time. It won't just be the troops, right? They'll start talking about, you know, that we're pulling food out of the mouths of orphans. They'll start talking about not, not paying Border Patrol. They'll, they'll pull out all the stops. Uh, because, you know, they, they ignore the reality that the government stays open almost entirely, that they'll deem most employees essential, that everybody's going to ultimately get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I see the coverage this morning on NBC, and I'm like, wow. Chip Roy's like Nostradamus, isn't he? With the clock ticking, many roadblocks still remain. NBC's Ryan Nobles joins us now from Marine Barracks, D.C., where military families are preparing for what could be to come. Ryan, good morning to you. <laughs> and then they go into it, man. Oh, yeah. This morning, the government <laughs> shut down standoff at a standstill. Yeah, it goes into it. And yes, and then military families here we're talking about and people that you know are serving are they going to be able to feed their families worries how like she's going to pay her bills our lifestyle stuff during that time you know so we have bills we have apartments we have kids we have to eat and we don't have another source of income yeah because she's serving right now yeah just as chip roy predicted he'd been down this road before in past government shutdowns service members like velasquez were given special carve-outs to make sure their pay was never interrupted but this time around, they're in the same boat as millions of other government workers. Isn't that dishonest? Well, yeah. I mean, they. But again, I mean, the the, the leftists and media only care about U.S. servicemen and women. Um, yeah. All of know, a sudden, they, they care so much about funds. the troops. Give me a break. Staff Sergeant Antonio Hayes has a daughter to care for and is scheduled to be deployed this Thursday without any guarantee that when he leaves, his paychecks will still be coming. If you're going to work, I feel like you should get paid. Well, I <laughs> I mean, I can almost guarantee that he will get his paycheck if he's... Mm -hmm. He will. If he's being deployed, yeah. Yes. And to the, the air traffic controllers, you know, they'll have planes just colliding in midair yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Right. Well, we've had enough of close calls, haven't we? Yes. While they have been gainfully employed. <laughs> right. But it, they always go to this... The, the fear factor gets ratcheted up to a thousand. Now, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican, he wouldn't join that chorus, would he? Would he? Well, you have to keep the government open. I mean, if people want to close the government, it only makes it weaker. Why would they want to stop paying the troops or stop paying the border agents or the Coast Guard? I don't understand how that makes you stronger. I don't understand what point you're trying to make. You don't understand what point you're trying to make. I do. Secure the border, yeah. Kevin. Work for the people. That's why people were wishy-washy on you, dude. Because of situations like this. So we'll see how this all plays out. Very interesting. Uh, meanwhile, I happen to see this story. Um, maybe we should get to this in a bit when I have enough time. We're talking about adults right now buying emotional support dolls. Dolls? Dolls. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll save that. I know you're exasperated. Uh, it's just, Did uh, you hear? Well, okay, let's get to the Biden story. His dog bit another person, David? Yeah, the, the Biden's family dog commander bit another Secret Service officer at the White House this week. That's at least 11 times that the dog commander has gotten aggressive with somebody.
Holy smokes. Man. So no jail time for criminals, and you can't put a dog down. Well, or at least get the new out America. of the damn White House. Get him out of the White House. Clearly, yeah. something. That, clearly, that dog is not in a safe environment and is going to lash out. Or clearly the dog's not safe. Something. Right. Something's got to happen. How do, does anyone question them on this? Who did the dog bite this time? Th- this time it was a Secret Service officer Sir, who okay. was going to... Uh, meet the first family, and the and the dog apparently uh, bit the person. They were treated at the scene, uh, not serious injuries, unlike another incident last year where a Secret Service agent actually had to go to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, they, dude, if that's, uh, seriously, if that's my dog in my neighborhood, the HOA says you got to get rid of that dog. Well, yeah. And probably animal control gets involved, and the city and the county, whoever sure. comes in yeah. and says, we're going to have to put the dog down, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or somebody puts the dog down for you. Well, yeah, that too. Yes. But, yes. I mean. That's what I'm saying. I'm not looking for dogs to die for the well, record. Well, no, no. I, of course not. I, you know, I'm just saying this is the way it usually yeah. plays out. I'm an animal guy, but come on, man. Well, you're saying enough's enough. It's time for that dog to die. Well, 11 times? What's? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Either that or get that dog whisperer on it, man. You know, what's the what's the D.C. threshold there? More right. than 10? I, I don't know. Uh, okay, on a lighter note, it's, it's been a heavy news week, and we're, we got a long way to go. Okay? I haven't heard this. I was going to debut it for you guys because I want to give my honest opinion. David, you're a huge fan of Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. You've heard that she's doing a rock record. Yeah. Bunch of covers. Have you heard all of it yet? Uh, I've heard a, I've heard a few of the songs, yeah. Have you heard her cover Four Non Blondes? What's up? No, I have not heard that one. I have not either. Oh, no. You're scared, Scott. I am. Well, this is part of what we want to do, right? Is all here at the same time on the show? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So I have it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's better. I, it's less annoying than the original one. You think the original is annoying? Oh God, yes. Really? Yeah, I played it. I did too. God. Yeah. Yeah. You don't find it annoying? I find her politics annoying. I think she sings her butt off on that song. Yeah, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, you know, it was one of those I, songs. So when I say th- that's not bad, the People, Dolly version. Yeah. I don't. I am no. almost like it's unnecessary. Well, the Lainey Wilson, um, uh, rising country star, did yeah. a cover of that song, and I think her version is really, really good because it's, oh, it's a little bit it. more up-tempo. Oh, I want to hear that. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Did right. Tesla do that <laughs> yet? Tesla only covers great songs, Scott. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I think I got a message from Jeff Keith. Keep Tesla out of your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. News update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So for the show every day, we're all bringing in stories. Kind of put it all together, right? Yep. There was one story I wasn't going to do much with because I figured one of you guys would have it and would want to talk about it. 
and we're well into the show today. No one has anything about the GOP debate tonight. That is interesting because I was just I was just talking about that to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the GOP debates tonight, and I almost forget about it. Well, I saw some news about it this morning, and yeah. I was thinking to myself, okay, the biggest thing for me is Bergham's still in it. Chris Christie's still in it. Yeah. They're going to take up time, yep. and it's going to be worthless again. And then I'll, you know, I'm sure I'll record it so I can forward through the nauseating parts or what when I start to get tired of it so I have an idea of what it is because that's what we do. Yep. But for all my friends that don't do what we do, they're not going to watch. No. no. I I think it'd probably be more interesting if you basically just take, you know, take the top five. I guess it'll be the top four because Trump's not going to do it. So it's like DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, and Mike Pence. And like, Pence has no chance. You might as well just bail out now, Mike. Yeah, I'm here to help, not to hurt. He's still got enough uh, dough to qualify for this, isn't it? But he's never going to make it. Everybody no, but it'll help him it's later. It's a waste of time. Get gigs, you know, speaking engagements. And but that is, that's not good for our time. No, of course not. But who cares? They're politicians. They don't care about you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's just not a big I deal. I think they should put Taylor Swift in the audience. <laughs> Make me want to watch it even less. Probably help out ratings, though. Yeah. With who? Young girls? Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, People I mean, so listen, man, every, the whole thing with her is crazy. So of course. Who knows? Well, here, this, I'm going to go right into this story. It seems like a nice transition from Taylor Swift. All right. Um, and you, this should relate to you because you have a lot of dolls. This is about the Barbie movie. Dolls. And you have dolls. I don't have dolls. I have Funko Pops. What are those, David? They're dolls. You can call them whatever you want. I, that's fine. Okay. So that's why I thought you'd relate to this. Because you like them. They're not, I don't use them for support. <laughs> I don't take them to bed with me. Well, I'm or not. I have them sitting I around looking at me at night to feel, so I feel safe. I don't think this CNN story about adults getting Barbie dolls says that they take them to bed. It's just this whole story. I'm going to read you just from the story. All right. And I was certainly thinking of David rolling his eyes as I would read this always brings a lot of fun. The Barbie movie is a bona fide cultural moment. Not only has it set box office records and ushered in a massive spike in Barbie sales, it's also inspired fascinating conversations about childhood and mental health. Since the movie's release, adults on social media platforms have documented themselves reconnecting with their inner child. Little rituals like buying so-called emotional support Barbies. Come on. Hey, man. It's their Funko. Don't... Don't deny them they're fun. It's not mm-hmm. their Funko. It's weird. <laughs> Some videos show people carefully roaming toy aisles to pick out dolls that speak to their careers, identities, or just their sense of whimsy. Golly. You know, you people that re- don't find God have to do something, I guess. I mean, if you you could you could do all of that if you, you know, got married and had kids. It's true. You get to play with Hot Wheels if you're a dude. You can play Barbies if you're a mom. But, you know, then you would have to stop being a miserable human being. And I know that's just beyond your capacity. So, (laughs) And then he goes on in the story. He says, the comment sections of these posts are an emotional gut punch. Okay. It's the way everyone, no matter if you're a child or a grown adult, strokes a Barbie's hair after unpacking it. Dude, what? That's some Norman Bates stuff, man. Yeah, that's weird. That's crazy. AJ Willingham is who wrote this piece, by the way. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. I bought my baby daughter her first Barbie. It meant so much for me to get it for her. 
That's an emotional gut punch. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but okay. I bought myself a Barbie a few days ago, and I think something in me changed forever. He didn't say that. Dude, it's right Are you there. kidding? Yes. Changed forever? Yes. Okay. And then talking Weirdo. about... It, then it goes into this part where this psychologist from Franklin College in Indiana says, in my classes, I teach the confidence level for boys and girls is about equal up until the age of 13. And that's when we start to see confidence really get broken down and disrupted in girls, whereas boys' confidence tends to excel because of psychological pressures at that age. You know why that is oftentimes, if people are to be honest? Because other girls are freaking vicious. Yeah. Talk to any parent. Oh, yeah. With a preteen or, you know, 13, 14 year old girl. It's not society. It's not boys. It's how mean other girls are. Oh, they mentally mentally destroy each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right. Biggest story of the day, David. (laughs) I like that. I mean, it's accurate because, I I mean, I've got an older sister and she's not that much older than I. And so I remember those conversations mentally destroying each other. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Dude, it's crazy because they used to, or she used to like joke about how my buddies and me, we were all idiots and we were all mean to each other because we would insult each other and we'd get in fights and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I could not hang in the universe of what girls go through. It's psychological warfare oh every my, day it for is, some girls. crazy. Awful. That's yeah, why they I have eating think, disorders. They just yeah. fight. Right. No, it's That's true. Why they have it's true. <laughs> okay. Oh, Hunter Biden update. You got to hear much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. Then we got the millennial, David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh, The latest on Hunter Biden is what? Uh, Well, the House Republicans say they've got another piece of evidence against Hunter Biden, and it involves a wire transfer from a Chinese business associate in 2019. Hmm. And uh, apparently he got just over a quarter million dollars uh, from said uh, Chinese business associate, and on the wire transfer itself, apparently the address listed was Joe Biden's house. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously people are wondering, hey, why, why was it that, I don't know, uh, apparently the cash uh, was sent to a landing pad in Delaware instead of where Hunter Biden's primary address was, which was in California. Yeah, because it, Joe's not making any money off this. First, he he knew nothing of the business dealings. He right, didn't speak to him about it. No. Then he he wasn't actively a participant in any of the business dealings. Mm-hmm. And then, well, there's no proof he profited from it. Well, like it's said, just coming to his place. Yeah. Ian Sams, one of the White House spokesmen, said, mm-hmm. imagine Republicans arguing that if someone stayed at their parents' house during the pandemic listed it as their permanent address for work and got a paycheck the parents somehow also worked for the employer it's bananas i I just have three things to say to that (laughs) one 2019 was pre-pandemic two hunter biden made millions of dollars overseas he's not a line cook at denny's who lost his job because of covid lockdowns and then three was joe aware that his son was using the family home as a landing pad for cash while joe was running for president well, according to emails and texts, 
You say no because Hunter was ticked off that Joe had to get paid 50%. Right. It was 10% for the big guy. Is what it said in the emails. But Hunter to his sister saying, I'm tired of Dad getting 50%. But there's no proof of anything. No. You know, if, if Menendez just would have had a drug-addled son, none of this would be a problem for him. You know, you make a point Come there. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, dude, he's not going to make it. Come on, man. He's right. And no one in legacy media is reporting this, as far as I can tell. Have you seen it anywhere? No, David? It, it's just a right-wing conspiracy theory. There's no <laughs> evidence uh, connecting Joe to any of this and well i mean uh, you know they you know he did also put down that address uh on some other legal documents saying that he was paying rent there remember that he was supposedly yeah. paying like fifty thousand dollars in rent a month yeah to live at his dad's house yeah i'm sure that was rent money was he bringing the hookers to dad's place yeah or did he only do that at his own place or just hotels just trying to keep it all straight. Well, it's like more of a hotel thing to me, based on the videos I've seen anyway. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, yeah, the news was yesterday, Hunter is suing Rudy Giuliani for leaking out the laptop. Yeah. So I'm suing Rudy Giuliani. The laptop Giuliani. he once said, I don't know if it's mine. I, can, who, I guess it's yeah. possible. It might have been stolen. Could be Russian disinformation. Heck, I don't know. <laughs> At this point, though, who isn't suing Rudy Giuliani? Exactly. That's I mean, true. I, I actually just got a call from someone this morning. Apparently, I'm suing Rudy Giuliani, and yes. I didn't even know it. Oh, there is one guy that's not suing him. LLJ Cool J. <laughs> He's not suing him yet. LLJ Cool. Yeah, what? Yeah. He forgot his name. Yeah. It was close. You know. Well, freaking Rudy well, allegedly. That boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. Whoops. Uh -oh. Man, caught oh. that one, didn't he? Huh? That was a little time, too late for yeah, some people. But you could tell he caught it, right? Yeah. You can hear that. Even Charlemagne dot God was like, nah, nah. <laughs> you don't get a pass for that. Gosh, dang. Yep. Come on, man. He's had a rough go. It's getting worse, man. I've been fighting it since I've been a young freshman. What? Uh, Huh? How about a, how about a, what? When I signed the bipartisan interlocution again with you. Huh? Well, that was the interlocution. What? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was the Evolver Institution. What? I don't know. I don't know what that one was. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me to translate. All of a sudden, David, who used to be pretty adept at it, is sort of like, you know what? He's throwing his hands up now. Yeah, well. We're all told, David. <laughs> We're all told at the end of a career, we just can't do it anymore. It's time to just pack it up, and I can see it in your eyes. You've mm -hmm. had the Josetta Stone forever, but you can't keep up anymore. It's hard, man. It's really difficult. If I went trifecta like that, could you tell me exactly what he said in, okay. in those three clips? Let's try. All right. Yeah, this will be fun. All right. Roll it. I've been fighting it since I've been a young freshman. Uh, that was I was fighting for something since I was a freshman. I think a freshman senator is what he was getting at. Uh, I've been fighting it since I've been a young freshman. A uh, freshman? A young freshman? Young or fried? I've been fighting it since I've been a young freshman. Fur. I think he he tried to say fresh at first, and then it was more of a fur. Okay, it's a it's a fur freshman. <laughs> It happens when you get old, you just pass it. That's <laughs> one. No. Do, we have two, do we have two more now? Yeah. Okay. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which... That's supposed to be bipartisan infrastructure bill. Okay. Yeah. 
What? Maybe you are not ready to retire. Maybe you still got a little game left, and then good. there is. Now, even as we evolve our institution. Now, even as we evolve our institutions, that one I remembered because I spent okay. a lot of time analyzing that audio to understand okay. what the hell Joe just said. Yeah. Now, even as we evolve our institution. All right. Well. How do we know if he's right or wrong? I mean, that's, that's, that's just that's the it. other thing. It's man. like taking your car to the mechanic right. when you don't know cars. Yeah. <laughs> just go with it, you know. You just you got to trust him at some point. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'll work on this like a whole test. How many questions should we have in the test? It'll be. I'm not quite sure to be honest. It'll, no. it'll be JSL. Joe is a second language. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, and I know you know this. Javier Bacaria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I still wind up calling Javier Becerra Javier Bacaria. I, I do, I do that too. too. I, we all do it. We both, all of us. I and, and I can't help myself. And if people aren't in on the joke, they look at you like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" And it's like to me, I'm not even consciously doing it as a joke. It's just that that right. sound clip has become embedded in my brain, and now to me, I see Becerra, and I think, "Oh, that's yeah, Javier Bacaria." Okay, last one. I mean, imagine if <laughs> that was English, just... mother. <laughs> do you speak it? <laughs> it kills me every time. Oh man! Well, you still got it, David. Not time. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you're not told yet. It's time to retire. Okay, uh, moving on. Poll out. <laughs> Morning consult. Voters see Democrats as what? Uh, as more extreme. Really? It, it's really interesting. A trend has been completely reversed in the last three years, uh, according to Morning Consult. So uh, about 40% of uh, Americans said that, uh, you know, Democrats are too liberal. And then about 40%, uh, 38% said that Republicans were too conservative. Three years later, now... On the Republican side, it is still 38%, say, uh, too conservative. Uh, but for Democrats, it's gone from 40% saying too liberal to now seven per, or 47% saying too liberal. So a lot of people are waking up and realizing this. And it, it's the Democrats' own fault. And the interesting thing of, in this is it's not just about partisan divides. I mean, yes, of course, Republicans... Uh, responded saying that Democrats have become too liberal, and yes, independents have said that, but probably the most marked change in the last three years is Democrat voters saying that their party has become too liberal. Joe Biden was supposed to mellow everything out, well, yeah. bring people together. He's been the most extreme president of our lifetime. Yeah, and it really isn't even him. He's Barry on steroids. Yeah, well, it's the people telling him. Baroid Obama. Which is Barry as well. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Other poll out there, this is on a lighter note. 70% of people have pretended to like a meal to avoid hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying you've done it. Yeah, I have. And you've done it, David. I've done it, yeah. You have too. Well, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Actually, my grandma, Austin, rest in peace. She knew. I have it on video. It was right when I first got a video camera in the early 90s. And I I did not like her spaghetti. And she was kind of known for her spaghetti. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to interview her like, hey, grandma, that sort of thing. 
and she said uh, something about, well, you didn't like the spaghetti. I said, yes, I did. It was really good. She said, no, you didn't. I could tell by the little dibby-dab you took on your plate, and you didn't get any more. <laughs> Still have that. Um, yeah, where you got tears in your eyes when you're eating it. You're just choking it down. Thing. Everybody no, else loves it. No, I mean, I get Legit. it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's You not, can't criticize grandma's cooking ever. No. Well, and you bring this up. A lot. I'm more of a picky eater. Not yeah, proud well, of it. You, well, you but are. there are some things, man. My yeah. gag reflex will go off. I can't control that. Oh, I know. That's why I'm surprised you got through the spaghetti without Ralphin. <sighs> That's how much I love yeah. my grandma. Uh, I know. Golly. Yeah. So 70% there. Um, 64% of people say food is their love language. I've known some dudes that will put up with a whole lot if they feel like this person can cook. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. Wow. That's not you, Scott. No. No, I see what you eat. No, that wouldn't be you. Well, when I when somebody cooks something for me, I'm appreciative, yes. Yes, but you're yes. fine eating your weenies and whatever in a can. I'll have you know I've been eating salad every night for the last two weeks. That's under pressure. That's not by you trying to be healthy. Do, That's do, from do, pressure. Do, do, do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your love language? Because you're a foodie, David. Not really. David. I mean, because I, I enjoy cooking, so it d- doesn't really matter to me how a potential mate would cook. Okay. Now, let's see if either one of you can get this. Just a little quiz, and then we're done. They named the most romantic foods you can share with a partner. Can you name any of them? David, go first. Oh, man. Yes. Most romantic food? Yes, that you could share with a partner. That was the question. And I have the top three answers. Um, I, uh, a quiche. I don't know. A quiche. No. Scott? That's weird. Um, That's weird. No. Meatloaf. Double <laughs> No. Ribs. <laughs> Damn. You only get three guesses each. Some sort of... Some sort of salad, I suppose. Romantic? I'm, look, man, I'm out of ideas here, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, spaghetti. You could actually win this, Scott. It's the last guess. God, romantic. You haven't won anything in, I don't know, since 92? Something yeah, like Carter that. was president. Ravioli. <laughs> well, what do I know? That would be cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Ice cream or milkshakes? Yeah. Pizza. I should have gone with cookies. Damn, I knew better. <laughs> when she makes cookies, it's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. You don't get them until you eat your salad. <laughs> I put them on my salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. News update on the old border shutdown and more next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, you, you you really did take me off my game there. There was a a, a story that had been reported by uh, Megan Kelly about some Pride festival in San Francisco. Where what's going on this week? I tuned into her podcast earlier today. That I, you know, usually she has a guest on. I might be interested in something like that. And they were talking about it is. People openly having sex in this kiddie pool, and it's celebrated. Yeah. You yeah, got it's... Congress people from California there saying this is great, and it's 
beyond man rubbing feces on one another yeah. urinating i mean yeah. i'm sorry to be gross that's what it no, said and i can't I say what she said no because she's not on broadcast no. air she can do so whatever she holy wants, yeah. smokes dude yeah, yeah. That's, gosh dang it and well i am thinking of that because you had just talked about from the polling even democrats say you know democrats are extreme but that part of the democratic party has taken over the party that's part of it yeah and who thinks this is good for society, let alone kids, because that Scott Wiener congressman, and I, that's his name. I'm not just giving him a yeah, name. Yeah, his name is Scott name. Wiener. Yeah. You guys used to call me that. Well, <laughs> Megan Kelly's yes saying that guy should be investigated. Well, he should be. I dude, agree. Dude, his hard drive needs to be searched and scoured by the FBI as soon as possible. Because his... Fascination with kids, my goodness. Dude, it is, it is creepy. I mean, this is the same guy who fought tooth and nail to uh, make it not a crime to knowingly give someone AIDS. Wow. Who elects that guy? People who like giving each other AIDS. Oh, my I guess. goodness. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you wonder that all the time, right? You wonder how big the districts are. Yes. You know, who's voting. Yes. Because I, I can't understand it either. Like, do people that go out and vote for that guy actually know the, all this about him, or are you just that protected when you're in a blue district? I, I think it's, you know, you're... It's beyond that, me, it's, man. It's a feature, yeah. not a bug. Yeah. Wow. When you make AOC look like Barry Goldwater, <laughs> it's like, holy cow. Why do you call them groomers? Mm, I don't know, because you, you want elementary school teachers to talk to kids about their genitals and stuff yeah you know what on the other side of this i saw this wall street journal today and i mentioned this book last week i had read about it melissa kearney the book called the two-parent privilege oh yeah yeah this is the left winger that's saying to other left wingers hey listen this is something we got to talk about because you look at every statistic as far as kids go when it's a married couple two parents Mm -hmm. all the outcomes are better and going about it very gingerly, saying, I don't want to offend, and I know this might cause controversy, but these are the statistics. And the piece in the Wall Street Journal is saying, well, yes. And actually, this has been written about many times. It's just most of the time, people on the left ignore all the data and only see things that they want to see. Mm-hmm. But you you get the feeling that we're past the tipping point. People have seen what's going on in society yeah. and are saying no more. Yeah. We got to turn this ship around. Yep. My goodness. But yeah, the stories this week out of San Francisco, it's beyond, man. Beyond sick. This is the Mark Van Camp and Roddick Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Well, this is a bizarre story. Um, and, and and stay with me here because it's a little bit complicated. But one of the dudes who prosecuted January 6th cases has been arrested for stabbing a guy multiple times in a road rage incident. Whoa. So this went down in Tampa. 
Uh, so the guy's name is Patrick Douglas Scruggs. He worked for the Justice Department for a number of years. Prosecuted the podium guy. Remember that that photo of the dude during the Capitol riot, and he's got the lectern or the podium or whatever yes. slung over his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Douglas Scruggs, though he's he's the prosecutor, now works at a private law office. Um, what happened is this: a couple driving on Interstate 275 in Tampa. They're going across a big the big bridge there on 275, and someone was stopped on the bridge. So they stop. The husband gets out, goes to check on the the driver who's just stopped in the in the lane. Mm-hmm. And that guy is passed out, slumped over the wheel. So okay. the guy's trying to, like, get him out of the car. You know, something has gone wrong, right? That's what the, the husband is thinking. He goes back to his car to get something to break the window. And uh, the driver, the other driver, wakes up, rams their car, and then backs up and then tries to go around them. And that's where we bring in the prosecutor because... Apparently, this guy who had been passed out as he was trying to drive away clipped to the other guy's car, Patrick Douglas Scruggs' car. Scruggs, according to the Highway Patrol, parks his car, gets out, walked up to the driver of the vehicle that hit his car. He broke the window and started stabbing the guy with a pocket (laughs) knife over and over again. So the initial couple that had stopped to try to help this guy, who's now getting stabbed... Um, by a former federal prosecutor. Whoa! Uh, they, so the guy who was passed out is the one that's getting stabbed. Yeah, the guy who was passed out is the one who's getting stabbed now. And they try to go and help. Well, the Scruggs, the prosecutor, turns around and tries to stab them. Jeez. And then they get back in the car and they're like, forget this, we're taillights. Right? They leave. Uh, and I mean, you probably already imagined this. I've been on that road many times. People are flying by. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, St. Petersburg Police Department officer was in the area, uh, was driving past, saw the commotion, pulled over to help. Uh, Scruggs was detained and he was arrested um, and he was able to post his uh, $65,000 bail. Now, the the podium guy who was prosecuted as part of the January 6th stuff, he has commented on the story saying, I will be there every day of the trial smiling at him. It's like that smile movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I stab you. Smile. No, no, no. The podium guy. I'm saying or the guy. guy. The guy oh, who I, got prosecuted. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about. I did too. Yeah. I misunderstood. The stabber guy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be even creepier though. Yeah, I stabbed you. That's a movie. Yeah. Dude, no, but no reason given. Just all of a sudden, you clip my car, so I get stabby. That's ah. just the way it rolls. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it must have been having a bad day. Now, rush hour was just uh, uh, had just been uh, winding down, so maybe he was a little frustrated. Had some traffic. Pocket knife, too. I don't know, but just goes, breaks the window open and starts stabbing the yeah, guy? a pocket knife. You have to stab somebody a number of times, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm sure more details are going to come out about that. Damn. Wow. Okay. Uh, another big story out there. Uh, Hunter Biden did get a quarter of a million dollars from China in 2019, and it just happened to be at Joe's address. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got wire transfers that originated in Beijing for more than $250,000 from a Chinese business partner during the summer of 2019, not long after Joe Biden declared he was running for president. And the wires listed the Delaware home of Joe Biden as the beneficiary address for the, fun, address for the funds. 
though it's you know yeah you got to fill out all the paperwork and whatnot to wire money and that apparently was uh the address given not the home that was the primary residence of hunter biden <laughs> wow okay i'm just curious is lester holt gonna have have that as a story tonight yeah you know, right I mean, probably not. Best case scenario with this, it was Hunter Biden trying to avoid paying state taxes in California. Still illegal. Right. Because that was his address. Yeah. Best case scenario, he was avoiding paying taxes. Yeah. But I mean, again, we all know Joe was getting money. Mm -hmm. There's no way every other Biden was getting money. And Joe's not getting anything, especially with all the texts and emails. Sooner or later, it's all going to come out. You got to believe. Hi, Dad. It's Hunter. Listen, um, I'm expecting something from the Ukraine. Can you check the mail? See if I got anything today? No, but I got something from China. That, that's what I was looking forward to. Oh, Thank okay, you. okay, yeah. Yep, China's in. Can you put that, by the way, under the pillow in my bedroom so I, when I get home I can get it? Of course. Okay, thanks, Dad. Yes. <laughs> Just be uh, sure to leave one, one, uh, one little piece of meth in there, okay? Right, yes. I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> Another big story as far as legacy media goes, oh, possible government shutdown. That was, you know, a part of the open for the Today Show and certainly Good Morning America. And you know who's standing in the way of all this. Countdown to a shutdown. Oh. Pressure mounting on House Speaker McCarthy after the Senate released a bipartisan spending bill to avoid a government shutdown as hardline House Republicans hold up a deal. Hardline House Republicans. Mmm. They're always standing in the way. They don't want troops to get their money. No. <laughs> they want orphans to starve. Again, we talked about this. One of the big deals, and I actually saw Ted Cruz talking about this from the Senate saying, we gotta, we've got to secure the border. There were 11,000 people that came through yesterday. Right. 11,000. Yeah. It's a disaster. And Republican Chip Roy from Texas was talking about that with Jesse Kelly, um, and said, you know, a couple of things that I thought was really interesting. One, that they're saying, hey, as far as Ukraine goes, can we take this off the table for right now just to keep the government funded? I mean, there's some things you got to lose. We're saying you have to secure the border. But this money to Ukraine, and he said he, what was it, $300 million was already in there, and he personally would keep to that. But... Democrats won't go for that. I would probably go forward. But I got some colleagues who very legitimately under, don't want to give another dollar to Ukraine. So I'm telling the speaker and the leadership, take it out. What the hell is the problem? Just get rid of it. Have a separate debate on Ukraine. Let's keep this simple. We're trying to make sure we move the border package through. We're trying to make sure we can get the train moving down the tracks and try to get to a place where we can send a loud message to the American people that we're for funding troops, we're for funding Border Patrol, but we're not for giving any money to this administration to continue to be at war with the American people. That's the truth. Yeah. You blame them? No. Nope. Because you're always talking in negotiations, you got to have leverage. Mm -hmm. They have the leverage right now. Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to use the leverage. He just wants to sign to get done, be done with the whole thing. Well, There's something else. Chip Roy talked about a letter he sent to the Defense Department. I thought you might find this interesting. We sent a letter just yesterday saying to the Department of Defense, answer these questions. I want NATO to step up. I want an accounting of every dollar we've spent, and I want a mission of what we're trying to accomplish. Until I see those things, shut the hell up about Ukraine, secure the damn border, do your job, stop doing the bidding of a bunch of lobbyists in this godforsaken town. 
that's what we're dealing with right now. So you think he's just barking there or he has a great point? Well, I, I don't know. One thing I always wonder, though, is how much is he because because Chip Roy, I mean, if you remember the whole speakership battle that mm-hmm. happened uh, earlier this year, um, you know, I thought he was one of the better holdouts there because he was clear about what he wanted. Yes. Uh, in order to support Kevin McCarthy to be the Speaker of the House. And yep. once he got that he went along he said okay i got what i got most of what i needed and so i'm going to i'm going to be reasonable that's how most people in everyday life negotiate life i mean that Agreed. that's how it works it's always about compromises it's about getting what you need and understanding that you're not always going to get what you want yep um i do wonder how many conversations have been had behind closed doors knowing that he's that type of guy where he gets to kind of be bad cop and McCarthy can go out there and try to be like middle of the road guy. He can say, well, look, we want to get this done. We really want to try to come to terms. We got to talk with my Republican colleagues. If he can show up at some sort of negotiation and say, listen, I got these crazy people in the Republican party who are going to shut the government down. They want to, Mm -hmm. and we got to do something about that. If, if if by being a holdout, he gives Kevin McCarthy a little bit more leverage and leeway to sort of be this wishy-washy guy in order to accomplish at least something. The thing is, man, I mean, to me, people in America are behind you right now with securing the border. People have seen what's gone on. I mean, now you have liberals for crying out loud, saying we got we got a massive problem. You got Democratic mayors all over the place saying we got this massive problem. We got to do something about the border. Now's the time. And if you just keep drilling that message, if you don't secure the border, we got no deal. Why should we fund the government when we have an invasion going on? Well, I've seen the Trump ad key in on that. I've seen the new Trump ad several times, and that's exactly that's the only thing they're talking about on the ad is the border. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I know. Ex- I know exactly what you're this. saying. Yes. Yes. But you playing that leverage, you're correct. Yeah. I mean, you have it now. I don't know. And the liberals, I guess, kind of pissed me off because now all of a sudden you realize there's a problem. We've been yappy yapping about this for over well over a year, well, two years. And it now. seems it's only the liberals that are being affected by it. Right. And finally, all of a sudden, whoa. Yeah. We got a problem after telling us for years there wasn't a problem. Yeah. So. By the way, speaking of Trump. Yeah. Got the big lead. Yeah, huge. And you got the debate tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you have a clip of DeSantis talking about the lead, David? Yeah, well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is in second place in the GOP primary, according to the Real Clear Politics polling average. But Trump still got a 42-point lead over him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and DeSantis was on Laura Ingram's show on Fox, and she says, hey, what's the plan here to overcome that? Hmm. Well, Laura, this is our time for choosing. We're not going to get a mulligan on the 2024 election. We've had three straight election cycles in a row where Democrats have a playbook to beat Republicans. And if we repeat that same playbook in 24, we're going to lose. Uh, We were supposed to have a big red wave in 2022. I thought your monologue was excellent outlining the problems, but all those problems were there in November of 2022. Republicans should have capitalized on that by winning a huge red wave. And that did not happen. Voters chose Democrats over some of our candidates, uh, except in Florida. 
In Florida, we delivered a historic uh, re-election victory, and that's because we delivered on our promises. So as you look forward, the time for talking is over. I don't know, man. Lame. Yeah, kind of lame. I don't know, man. Yeah. I agree. Kind of lame. That, and I think that's Very it. generic Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to absolutely be a world beater in that debate to have any chance. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I never thought we'd be saying that in September. I was talking a year before talking to one of our affiliates today, uh, Dallas and uh, KLF. But anyway, th- we were talking about this and how you watch these things. What do you expect? And my expectations are very low because generally you get nothing. It's just a bunch of yapping going on, mm-hmm. right? But somebody needs to seize the moment tonight. I mean, really needs to have that breakout. Soundbite, whatever that is. Well, like him or not, Vivek will have one. I'll bet you. Well, I'm not going to bet on that because he's good at it, but he's really fallen well, off the cliff recently, though. DeSantis can't just be solid. He's got to No, like, he's got to be great. Yeah. I agree, 100%. We'll see what happens. All right, news update straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you just said uh, you don't want to watch the debate tonight. No, I don't. I don't really care that much. No, I'll record it. I mean, I'll and then I'll review it for the yeah, show tomorrow. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I'm interested in what in what kind of comes out of it. But yeah. as far as sitting there and watching it the entire no time, yeah, I like the breakdowns afterwards. Well, the Chris Christie going on Bergam. Yeah. <laughs> waste of time you know what something i am interested in tonight to see how it goes tucker carlson has another interview tonight who's it with bill o'reilly bill o'reilly i thought they didn't like each other for the longest time wow i don't know maybe they didn't but who knows i know part of it is there was a little preview i think o'reilly's got a book they're talking about but they're talking about evil within the country what does it look like what is it Hmm. like i'm interested to hear that conversation more so than the debate, to be Almost honest. Almost smell like a formation of a network coming. Well, Tucker's putting something together. Yeah, he is. Yeah. At least that was last thing I read about it. Yeah. We'll see. A cautionary tale out of Portland, David. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, unfortunately, Portland has become just a giant cautionary tale when it yep. comes to those nice progressives who just want everybody to love each other. They can't govern that's the problem. And there a lot of reality people die to deal with. as a result. Um, Portland has been hammered because of progressive policies that have ruined the great city. Uh, we're seeing another example of that death spiral. And just a warning here, uh, the Portland Bureau of Transportation is proposing a $32 million budget cut. You're talking about cutting services like snow plowing, landslide cleanup, graffiti removal, filling potholes, etc. Because the source of revenue is dried up. Most of the revenue comes from gas taxes and parking fees. And, well, if more people are working from home or driving electric cars, not traveling within the city, that gas tax goes away. And if fewer people are going downtown because they don't want to get stabbed by a crackhead, well, the revenue from parking goes down. And that means, well, you'll just have to deal with snow, potholes, graffiti, and, uh, you know, if someone's living in a broken-down RV on your street, yeah, they're not going to be able to get around to towing that anytime soon because they don't have the people there. It is a vicious cycle that happens with progressivism. It's every progressive city. 
what good is coming out of those cities right now? Mm-hmm. People can't name anything. Well, <laughs> well, drug dealers are doing pretty well. I was just going to say. Hey, criminals, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, name one, name one governor of a blue state that's doing well. Yeah. Very, I mean, you know, I off the top of my head, I can't think of any. They're but as better far off as, now than they were two or three years ago. No. To make sure, in Portland, they're not cutting funding like for the max train. Uh, well, because that would be sad for Scott because yeah. he has great memories of leading a chorus of Bohemian Rhapsody with people after a Blazers game. As after the evil alcohol took over. Yeah, that was before you quit drinking. Yep. But I got it on video. Should have quit about a month before that. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today. Um, well, one. the invasion at the southern border continues, and Hunter Biden got a quarter million dollars from China in 2019 and listed Joe's address hmm. as, well, his own. Well, oh, there's he... something else, man, that I haven't heard. I'm just seeing this right now. New York City leaders are discussing putting illegal immigrants in national parks. National parks. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already saw this story? Not Yes. Is that part of your three? Is no, that no, 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 I, I, It just broke. That story just broke. Oh, we got to get to that. I mean, I, it's, I just happened to glance up and see it before you did. Oh. Yeah. Do you know where you are? <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, that. And then Robin's right back to coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. You know the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Okay, news update, David Van Camp. Yeah, well, uh, the House the House is actually having a hearing today on the use of national parks to stash migrants away. Because you're running out of space and whatnot, New York is like, hey, this sounds like a pretty good idea. If you remember in January, uh, the U.S. National Park Service closed the Dry Tortugas National Park in the Florida Keys. Because mm-hmm. hundreds of migrants showed up, and they're like, we don't have any place to put them. Let's put them on this island. We'll close the what's designated as a national park, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you later as to what we're going to do with you. Okay. I don't know where everybody's brain goes, but I think uh, Yellowstone, people are going to die. Oh, yeah, with the grizzlies? Sure. Oh. What are you talking about, national parks? Just, yeah, let's just start tents. Yeah, in, in yeah. national parks. That'll be good for the take the family through. Mm-hmm. Because this national treasure, you know, that you know, families yeah. like to go. Let's just destroy that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, and you're hearing a lot about this as far as Democrats downplaying the whole crisis at the border. Outside of the people that are affected by it, like the mayor of New York City. Okay. So, Fox News is out, you know, asking different congresspeople questions. And... There's a question asked to Hank Johnson, one of our favorites. Hank is, you know, a big deal on this show just because of some of the incredible things he said over time. I never know exactly what number <laughs> one would be if you were to pick one statement he's made or oh, question. Man, there are tons. But having so much military on Guam that it might capsize, yeah. I, that might be the topper, the really. The island will uh, become so... <laughs> overly populated that it will tip over and uh and capsize 
we don't anticipate that. <laughs> <laughs> just never stops being funny. Oh, man. I, I think in Hank Johnson's mind, the only reason that America, the continental United States, hasn't flipped over is because we've successfully put enough people on the West Coast to balance out the East Coast. See? You know, probably something there. Well, listen to how he handles this question, because I think that Hank thinks he's got a gotcha for the reporter. Okay? People are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so, to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border, yeah. Uh-oh. Oops. You ever been to the border? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> No, she's been there. What do you say to that? Hank? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border. Yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. And then he walks away. Who who would be the right people? Exactly. The voices in Hank Johnson's head? The people that say uh, people are coming in orderly and legally. That's who. Oh, I'm sorry. One of the biggest uh, <laughs> challenges we face as a society is systemic racism. Yeah, right. Got to do something about it, even though that guy is a congressman for years. Oh. I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. <laughs> I thought you were asking if, if about on the border, the restaurant, the primo queso, and the crispy honey chipotle shrimp is out of this world. Tell him Hank said <laughs> And ask him to play the Eagles classic on the border in its entirety. I think then you clearly will understand. Yes. Okay. And the border is closed. Remember that bookstore? <laughs> it closed years ago. Borders. <laughs> oh, that's great. And it had nothing to do with migrants. Oh, man. Right. We should give them balloons when they cross the border <laughs> after their long journey. Because I love balloons. Oh, God, another you know Hank's favorite. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for your big three, Scott? Yeah, let's Here go. we go. Are you ready? <laughs> One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins is top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. Yeah, you're going to watch the debate tonight? I'm ready. No, I didn't ask that. Okay. Got gotcha. you. All right. Three. Uh, number three, you want to talk about uh, someone being released under the state of Illinois' new pro-crime law. God, uh, September the 18th, Illinois became the first state in the country to eliminate bail. The cashless bail legislation, known as the Pretrial Fairness Act, <laughs> I'm not making that up, will no longer criminalize poverty and make Illinois a leader in criminal justice reform. That's how it was sold to the people of Illinois. Although setting people free before trial will become the default, there will be cases in Illinois that warrant detention, including for those accused of violent or sexual offenses or facing charges involving a gun. That's important to remember that one. That's according to Cook County Public Defender Sharon Mitchell. Well, bail reform has finally reared its ugly head. A judge yesterday cited that a Chicago man accused of shooting a defenseless dog in the head and having two 50-round ammunition magazines is not a threat to public safety. 
She rejected the prosecutor's request to keep him in jail and sent him home. Now, if you remember, we were still going to punish these horrible crimes involving guns. That involved a gun. <laughs> well, and didn't isn't J.B. Pritzker all about banning high-capacity magazines? Exactly. Shouldn't, Th- yes. Shouldn't you be jumping up? At, well, I know he can't jump up and down. He's too fat for that. But <laughs> shouldn't he be, like, really mad about this? Cause David. Would- if he jumps up and down, Chicago may capsize. <laughs> It'll fall right into that big lake out there. Be huge chasms in the earth. Yes. Uh, yeah, you voted for this, but hey, Illinois, sorry. But, you know. Oh, my goodness, man. I got to talk about a f-ing dog dying. Yeah, a dog got shot in the head <laughs> by oh, this nut. Man. Golly. He was a little dog named Snuggles. Probably was, Golly. Too. Thank you, Casey, for adding on. I appreciate it. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two. Uh, don't call it an invasion, but Venezuelans planted one of their flags in the United States. In Texas. That was what? probably a mistake. Illegal immigrants from Venezuela planted a Venezuelan flag on a Texas island in Eagle Pass in the middle of the river. Well, that was spotted immediately. Troopers immediately went out and pulled it out of the ground and said, don't do this again. Unless you want to display the flag from your rectum, which is where it will be <laughs> no. if you keep doing this. Screw that. That's a that's a admission of a, being part of an invading force. You go weapons See, hot, man. Well, hey, man, like it. if you're so proud of the damn country you come from, you should just maybe not have left. You know, man, isn't that... It makes no sense, does it? No. Yeah, that That's really the kick in the teeth of all of it. Is he yeah, a exactly. senile old man uh, who's president, who's letting all these people in. They show up and they're all waving, well, not all, but many of them are yeah. waving flags from their home countries. Yeah. They should be burning it. Right. You Well, you left there because it sucks. Yeah, you didn't come here for the goodies. You left there because of the uh, suppression. And the awful conditions. And Okay, remember how they reported they were whipping migrants at the border and then people yes. said, no, maybe we should. Yeah. Guys carrying flags. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow, man. Well, now, on with the countdown. At least they don't play there. Okay, good. Golly. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, uh, the NFL has issued a fine for a really dumb reason. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, the NFL handed down fines to two members of the Cleveland Browns, including quarterback Deshaun Watson, for making gestures pretending to fire guns after a touchdown. (laughs) The league determined that during the celebration of the third-quarter touchdown, Watson and his tight end committed a violent gesture, quote, post, quote, when they pretended to shoot guns toward each other for approximately one second during what appeared to be their own signature handshake. The fines were doled out $14,000 per player, and they better not do that again, or they'll double it. So they were just doing the little pretend thing, you know? <laughs> no big deal. Wow. Everything. This is what they're worth. I mean, this they is put so up with, with some of the exactly. off-the-field shenanigans. Yes, this is but what gets you this fine. this celebration, this well, is just yeah. beyond. Well, and, and, what, and I love football, but, like, what's happening on the field is a ritual of guys turning their brain matter into pudding. Yes. Yeah. But finger guns is violence. Yeah, that's violence. Can't do it. Okay. 
Yeah. Now, I know that this hasn't been done in baseball for years, but it used to be done. If you were an outfielder and you gunned a guy down at the plate, you'd bring the pistol sure. up like you were Absolutely. blowing the smoke off. Yeah, right. So would they fine you in baseball for that now? I don't know about baseball. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, Goodness I got to say the blueprint's been lit. Well, how about some guys that hit like the long three pointers? I mean, they've done the blow on the gun too thing. Yes. You know. So wow. I don't know of all the things to be of all the dumb with. stuff to find players over. Yeah. And there you have it. Wow. It is. I know. I got like one ridiculous thing after another. It really is. We don't want to close the border. What are we going to do with all the illegal immigrants? National parks? (laughs) The next punishment is going to be giving all these offending players gender affirming care so that their undercarriage matches Roger Goodell's. (laughs) Yeah, boy. That's finally going to cause an ongoing NFL strike. (laughs) We had a hot take right there. Yes, that's when you're finally going to have unity with that union. (laughs) Gosh dang. Wow. Okay, much more to get to. Got to get to a news update. Nimrod's in the news. And the average American gets how many presents a year they never use? All coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you for being here. News update, David Van Camp. I'm, I'm still just trying to get over what Hank Johnson, one of our favorite Democrat representatives, who once feared that Guam was going to tip over if we put too many military personnel on the island, said what he said about the border today, that they're not crossing illegally. They're just, like, showing up and waiting to claim asylum. Yeah, the reporter from Fox is talking about, you know, cartels basically being in charge. People said, are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border, yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. <laughs> well, he's looking for a bigger word there, and it just didn't come to him. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, you had in the McAllen area like 5,000 come across yesterday. There are several thousand more on the other side of the border waiting to come in. I mean, you see video out of South Texas where it's just hundreds of people walking alongside the highway. Yes, they just ignore it, dude. It's crazy. I don't know if Hank is all there anyway. Well, no. The, the guy's not right, is he? Well, he never has sounded like it to me. Well, I mean... People keep voting for him. I understand, but there are some places. I mean, he's just always going to get elected, you yeah, know? I mean, true. my goodness. He's talking about balloons Imagine or whatever. Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. <laughs> How can we make sure that... The injustice of there being no helium for comedians. Dude. And I always think to myself, what is the greatest uh, Hank Johnson clip of all time? Oh, you know. What is it, it is. Guam capsizing? Is it the balloon? Is it the little people? Yes. I, you I think, think it's, it's that, the, in terms of requests I get from listeners. It's the yes. midget versus giant. It's the midget versus giants. Yeah. Yes. The way you're saying it right now, you're telling me you want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a number one record, yes. (laughs) I should have this just on 
like repeat or something. Yeah, on loop. Yes. Yeah. So every day we play. You this got game. midgets against giants. The midget <laughs> will not win the fight. I'm going to tell you that. Why is you that? put 30 midgets in with the uh, with the giant? Yeah. That's where you put. Uh, Talk about a union fight. The here. midgets together. Yeah. The giants take real good care of the midgets as long as the midgets do what the giants want them to do. Okay. Now they're going to crush the midgets. Midgets <laughs> get a chance to speak with one voice. And the midgets then have a chance collectively to speak yes. eye to eye with the midgets. Yeah, you just stack them up and then eye to eye. See, <laughs> he should have gone brilliant. on the UAW picket line yesterday and delivered that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was saying because he's like, you know, in denial about the border. Right. So, I think we should give them a balloon <laughs> when they cross. <laughs> just don't give it to the midget because they may float away. GM will crush. They don't weigh enough to keep the balloon down. Right. They'll be taken up, up and away. Imagine if they took balloons and put them on Guam. They'd pull it up off the ground oh, yeah, and sail in floating island. island. <laughs> right. Yeah. But By at way, least it I, wouldn't tip over. It's true. true. Can't have that. The average American gets how many presents a year they'll never use? Um, Closest two wins. Three. One. Seven. Oh. Seven. I won. Oh. Yes. Oh, really? I can't. That, that, I'm not in that boat. That's no, sure. I'm not really either, but I, I'm just guessing. I think I've probably bought presents people have never used. I'm just trying to remember the last time I got seven presents in a year. I was trying to think if I've ever gotten a present from Robbins in my life. Yeah, you have. I did? Yeah. What was it? I got you a little cowboy guy once. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for your birthday. So I would have my own doll like you have your dolls. Yeah. You yes, I appreciate it. Probably that. That put was it nice. on eBay and sold it. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I figured it when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. It's actually Marion Barber. Thank you, Howard. Rest in peace, Marion Barber. Yes. Uh, Nimrods in the News in Florida. Uh, you've got this woman facing charges. Uh, she stole a young alligator for a photo shoot. And then kept it in the bathtub of her hotel room. Oh, boy. This is Madison Stephen. Uh, she used to work at a place called Croc Encounters in Tampa. She doesn't work there anymore, but she still had the keys. That's how she snuck inside. Told officials she was borrowing the gator for a photo shoot she was doing for her birthday. It's unclear what that entailed, but it involved an alligator. She's in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. I want to see the photo. Oh, yeah. And that's Nimrod's in the news.